You're in New York, right, Chris? I am. I'm in Brooklyn. Oh, shit. It just gets better. <laughs> you're in New York, right, Chris? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you're in, you're in New York, right, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> we just have this loop of this shit for like 10 minutes. I swear, I think sometimes people tune in just to see what happened, why we were late, and then they tune back out. Because it's like super funny. Andy learned how to play this for me. Huh? What a, oh, yeah. Dude, that was awesome. Uh, anything for you. Oh, yeah. can be called today a fantasy of the future. But one day, maybe not too far distant, audiences will be able to look back on it in the same spirit with which we view pictures about the first covered wagons crossing the plain. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. We've been hit. We've been hit. <laughs> Best part of the whole thing. Is how valid is the validity? That woman does not exist. She is not real. Does that make you sad? What a what a show. I'm so tired that I came and see straight from the trip that we took yesterday from that exhausting Jack Daniels distillery. Nothing? I wasn't there. <sighs> yeah, you didn't go. <laughs> I know. All the way from New York City. I, I just want everybody to understand this right off the bat, okay? Next week, we are going to have Chris Weaver on the show, okay? That sounds weird. It sounds like maybe I'm being a little bit egotistical about myself. Maybe I'm going to interview myself, but no. I'm going to interview the guy that makes me have to search my name in Google by putting a band after it. Mr. Chris Weaver. How are you, sir? Hi. I'm great. <laughs> I'm great. This is the guy right here. This is crazy. Yeah. You know, I, there must be at least 14 or 15 people that thought I was on The Voice. <laughs> oh, oh I, I, get, I get Instagram um, tags uh, uh, that I would think belong to you all the time. <laughs> I think, I mean, we look pretty similar. You, I mean, just slight variations. <laughs> Dude, so you got a new record coming out. I, I, I have a new single that just came out on Friday. Right. So I was, this is something we're going to talk about next week. Uh, you know, I, I just wanted people to understand the, I, I think I put, I put out something. I'm going to bring, send you the promo uh, this, this, uh, this weekend. But mm -hmm. I put out, I put out something the other day and people were like, are you serious? No way. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. This is happening. Chris Weaver is going to be on the show. And this is your first time in Nashville. My first time. I'm very excited. Dude, I can't even tell you how excited I am. Are you? I, I'm, I'm going to make kettle I, corn. I feel like I'm I know learn. a ton of people from Nashville, but I'm like, I've never been. I feel like Nashville is the music capital of the world. Well, do you know anybody here that we're going to go see? Are you taking me places? Am I taking you places? Well, no, so, so I know my friend Christina Ray, who was on uh, last season of uh, America's Got Talent. She is there. Um, and I'm gonna. I said I was gonna put out a call today to see who else. I know I know a bunch of people there. I just don't remember who. 
<coughs> All right. Well, listen, I'll just be following you around. We're going to get this thing done. Chris Weaver is going to be here next week to, uh, hope, to be on I'm the show. I'm hoping that there's some great food involved. Wait, I got you covered. Don't even worry about okay. it. Okay. Right. I, I've got this all planned out. Thanks for popping in to do this. I'll send you the promos this week, but we are very yeah. excited. We are very excited to see you and, and thank you for doing this. Thank you. I'll see you next week. I can't wait. Thanks, Chris. Talk to you later. All right. Too cool. I'm pretty stoked. I mean, I've always wanted to meet the guy and I'm very much, I'm very much like the secret, right? I'm, I believe in the secret. If you put it out in, out in the universe, you'll get it eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah. In studio with us right now is Greg. Say your last name for me. Sinodinos. Okay. See, I I pronounce it too much and it bothers me. Sinodinos, <laughs> right? Yeah. Sinodinos. It's exactly not like it's spelled. <laughs> Sinodinos. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. I'm never going to say it again. <laughs> His cohort partner in whiskey culture Orion, there is no last name. Yeah, it's like Cher. It's just, <laughs> just Orion. So we went yesterday. So basically. It does say it, Orion. Orion Auto Parts. <laughs> you shouldn't lie to me. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's wonderful. Do you not get that from anybody? No. I mean, people are pretty much cordial when I meet them. <laughs> so Chris, really a lot of people are uh, nice. To him, <laughs> I put your. I, I think I spelled everything right there. Sinandinos. Yeah, that's what I'm going to take it again. The southern version, Sinandinos. Huh? There we go. Yeah, yeah. Sinandinos. Right there. there you go. So, you started this this group, this club, mm-hmm. called Whiskey Culture. Yeah. Okay. Let Let's just go ahead and dive into this. We did go to the Jack Daniels Distillery yesterday. Spent the whole day. Got a, uh, our own tour, which you guys, that's nothing for you. That's normal day-to-day business correct yeah yeah well it's it's interesting because there's so many distilleries all around the country i mean all around the world at this point and so um we do a lot of traveling and but uh jack daniels is one of those ones that when we're driving through we always pass by and just we always say man we got to stop there and then we just get caught up you know shooting and trip back and we never have had the chance but we were really excited to go and we were really excited to go with you so that was really cool well it is in between two interstates and i you know we went down nolansville road which really kind of it goes into 250 or whatever whatever it is and i mean literally it's in between 24 and 65 i didn't i forgot about that but i mean it's kind of a it's not too far off so i mean if you're going down or coming up or however you want to look at it from uh chattanooga or florida or down from you know andy lives i think in a, a city called ohio or state or something yeah. if you're going down you know it's 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 really close and worth going but they said something like 300 was it 300 no how many how many tours they give a year Three hundred thousand or some crazy yeah, close, number close to it's an insane amount of tours i mean they're just they're just running tours I mean, they were going by like fifteen-minute blocks. They've got it at, at such a machine level at this point. It's, it's pretty crazy. Most most distilleries they'll run tours every, you know, the bigger ones usually once an hour. You know, when you get to the smaller ones, it's once every couple of hours. But it was a machine when we were there. Every fifteen minutes is that that's insane. I mean, how we got a private one was pretty interesting. But I mean, it's all right there. I mean, it it is a very neat place, and to realize that it's worldwide. I mean, we talked about how many gallons of alcohol and and then all the different types and 
it's just unbelievable. So, so you, you quit your job. You had, you were a financial planner. You, you quit your job. You're doing whiskey culture. Talk to us a little bit or just explain the story, you know, you know, a, a quick synopsis of how this got started in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it, you know, it's, it's interesting. We, uh, when I was in college, just like everybody was, you know, we, when you partied in college, definitely when you were 21 or older, um, yeah, okay. For sure. Yeah, go for but it. Anyway, so so you go and you and you would hang out and it's just whatever people bring. It's usually whatever we can afford in college. And uh one of my friends, we ended up going out for his birthday and we found um I mean, we wanted a really nice pour. We didn't want something that you could go see in the store, so we went uh to a nicer bar. We found a nicer pour. It was 20 bucks a pour and to us as broke college kids, that was insane. And um we ended up loving it so much that we went to go hunt for it and it took us about six months to find that bottle that we had no kidding yeah i mean it, it was it was just a rare uh it was a more rare bottle shops would get it in and it would sell out same day and we finally walked in uh to this shop and just saw it sitting there one more behind the counter and we just immediately bought it it was a hundred dollars for us that was a ton and at from that point forward we were hooked on driving around whenever we had a little bit of time and and hunting rare bottles of whiskey um, and I would post about it on my Facebook and I ended up getting picked up, um, by New York fine wine and tobacco up in, uh, New York. And they had me write a couple of bourbon articles. Well, people would ask me to review stuff that that was, that was their favorite whiskey or things that they normally drank. And so I threw up a, a Facebook page called whiskey culture because that wasn't taken. And, um, so it, you know, it started out and it was 10 people and, I only knew, uh, you know, I, I knew all of them and then it was a hundred people and I knew 90 of them. And then, uh, it just, it just kept going. And, you know, when, when starting my business, uh, I had to step away from whiskey culture for a little bit. I would post here and there just to keep it alive and, and, you know, give it CPR every now and again. But it was really in these last two years that I, I took the dive in. Um, you know, I got a content plan. I, I really started, uh, traveling and doing these tours, um, making the connections in the industry, and um, making it, giving it life, giving it, a, making it a real thing. Um, and it's just, the reception has been phenomenal and we focus on the stories. You know, there's a lot of, of, uh, of people who review individual bottles or um, they just do a, you know, a press release whenever a new distillery has got a piece of news or a new release coming out. But what we try to do is we try to highlight the people in the industry, the stories, the brand reps, the marketers, the master distillers and figure out like what led you here and and how did these distilleries really get started and and try to make that connection between uh you know the the craving that we have to be part of a bigger story and our craving to connect with our history um and then the whiskey industry and this entire great community that's been built around it so and and what is the point of him really what is he here for he's he's the face the face orion's the face no i'm just going no orion so it's funny <laughs> so so orion and i have been um we have been friends since I was 16 and, uh, you know, we went to school together, uh, stayed in touch through college. We really never lost touch. And, um, he, you know, I was getting into whiskey and he would come and, and, uh, do these tastings with me and, and try this whiskey. And he got really, uh, into it. And so, uh, I, I'm getting to the point where I just can't handle all of the stuff with whiskey culture anymore. We're trying to make all these connections. We're meeting new people. We've got stuff that we have to get out on a timetable now. It's almost like it's a real business. 
Um, and I've, I'm to the point where I can't handle it anymore. And I thought who better to come into this with me and, and help support what whiskey culture is and to partner up than somebody that I've, I've been hanging out with for you the know, whole time, the whole time. And that, that was part of that journey with me. And it's, it's really a privilege to be able to work with one of my best friends and, um, and get to share something that we're both so passionate and so excited about and do it together. So let, let, let's, let's, we're going to run, move around here. Let, let's talk about what makes we were talking about this a little bit the other day which which is what makes a tennessee whiskey a kentucky whiskey bourbon what what it, what it how do these things separate like when people are you know because uh, when you're buying something on the store we we talked about this too which is you know you go to the store and there's a thousand things to buy yeah right i'd like to get a little bit of an idea uh, and a, just a short overview of some of the main things that people need to look for when they're in the market even if we look at three different price points or two different price points, a $50 and a hundred dollar, mm-hmm. right? What, what, first off a Tennessee whiskey, what are those? So, uh, there, I mean, there's all different kinds of whiskeys. There's all different kinds of there's, there's small batch, there's single barrel, there's Tennessee whiskey, there's bourbon, there's American straight whiskey. There's all different kinds of things. And we could spend, we could spend the next two hours piecing through each of them. Um, but things that, things that people need to know, um, there's just some common misconceptions. So bourbon has to be made from like at least 51% corn. There's a lot of other stuff that goes into it. It can't have, uh, preservatives. It has to be made within a single distillation season. But you know, there's, there's a, a whole list, a laundry list of, of requirements for bourbon, but because of that corn content, they tend to be sweeter. So if you're somebody who's looking for, uh, something reliably sweeter, a bourbon typically has that profile because of the corn. If you're looking for something that's a little punchier, there's rye whiskeys. Rye whiskeys tend to be earthier or punchier, um, not all the time, but but the vast majority of them are. And, uh, you know, whiskey is just the broad and encompassing of any sort of um, any sort of distilled beverage made from a malted grain. So whiskey and it's scotch, it's bourbon, it's, you know, Canadian whiskey, Tennessee whiskey. It's all under this whiskey umbrella. Now, the Tennessee whiskey, you know, bourbon, a lot of people think needs to just be made in Kentucky, but it can be made anywhere in the U.S. Can, uh, Tennessee whiskey, on the other hand, has to be made in Tennessee. Tennessee right. um, and typically what they'll they'll do is it's, uh, ch- you know, charcoal mellowed. So they're creating charcoal or getting charcoal and they're, they're letting that whiskey run through uh, these this very fine charcoal filter. And um, what that does is that takes the whiskey and it strips a lot of the oils out of it. It strips some of that that um, mash and that grain residue that's left behind and it, it and it strips it down into a more mellowed grain spirit. And then from there, it's put into the barrel. Now, most of the flavor that we get is from the barrel. But with bourbon, there's all this oil and all this other good stuff that because you can't do much to bourbon for it to be able to be called bourbon. And that interacts with the barrel in a different way, whereas the Tennessee is more of a, a pure grain alcohol that's going into the barrel. So you're getting a different interaction with the barrel, and you're getting a lot more of that barrel flavor translating directly into the whiskey. It was it was amazing to listen to uh, to the our guide the other day talk about the different ways that a barrel manipulates the alcohol, right? So you know, like the Sinatra blend that had the the grooves in the barrel, and I mean, just even changing the 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 how the barrel inside is you know whether it's toasting it or you know they, they the char or the toast and and grooving a barrel and all yep. these different things happen also the other one of the other things that that they talked a lot about or we we really got into during the tasting and this is these are big uh 
whiskey terms, but like cask proof, I guess, cask proof. And then um, we talked about, uh, what, what was the difference? Single barrel, uh, the, the, the one where that was 133. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so kind of talk about some of those a little bit, what, what the differences are. Yeah, absolutely. So you'll get, uh, so most whiskey, especially the stuff that's produced uh, just a, a ton, it's not limited release. It's stuff that you find on the shelf everywhere. So like Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, um, you know, Crown Royal, all, all of these things that you see on the shelf where there's a lot of them, right? Um, they take a huge amount of these barrels and each barrel is 55 gallons. And every year that it, it ages, there's a little bit less whiskey, uh, in the barrel because it's absorbed through the barrel. It, you know, there's evaporation within. So what they do is, is they'll take all of these barrels and they'll put them into this, this giant mixture of barrels, like 250 barrels, 500 barrels, you know, 150 barrels. And what they'll do is they mix all of these barrels together to 